0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.
1: Good morning, Alan. I'm fine. Thanks. How are you keeping?
0: Good. Uh, look, the big talking point and will be I think this is really going to gather momentum, and I'm very curious to know what the mood will be like at next Tuesday's council meeting. It's the eviction ban, the ending of, and uh, the first item we're going to look at uh, this week is, um, I think it's Paulie Byrne penned this article, is that right? Or, no, it was Maria uh, Pepper. It's, it's Maria, Mar- Maria Pepper. Pepper. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, so so my colleague Maria Pepper wrote this story, um, as you say, regarding uh, the, the lifting of the eviction ban. So her piece in particular is regarding a heated discussion which took place at the recent meeting of Wexford Borough Council. Uh, regarding the lifting of the ban and I suppose the level of support that can be realistically given to individuals and families affected by it. Uh, So at this meeting Mayor Maura Bell and her colleague George Lawler spoke about how from their perspective we've arrived at a point where they say that we can give no hope to anyone facing eviction uh, who contacts them for support. Uh, These comments led to clashes with Councillor John Hegarty who felt that Rather than saying that there is no hope, councillors need to be commending the outstanding work being done in the housing department of the council with the resources that are available. Um, despite these comments, I suppose Councillor Bell and, and Councillor Lawler were saying that this is little consolation for those who are facing eviction. Um, and with Councillor George Lawler, was saying that the situation is the worst he has witnessed in 20 years. Um, and if that particularly if someone is in the private rented sector, there is certainly no hope for them. And um, So at the meeting, the the councillors voted to write a letter to government TDs James Brown and Paul Keogh expressing disappointment at the decision to lift the ban, calling it heartless and cruel, and requested that it be extended for another nine months. So that would be until January of next year. Uh, Maria delves into this discussion on on some of the figures, I suppose, pertaining to the housing crisis and the eviction ban lifting uh, in this week's paper.
0: It's a comprehensive article. It's in this week's edition of the Wexford People. I think it's a front-page story, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, moving to Enniscorthy, this one really interests me because it was up there last year uh, on the invite of uh, Councillor Jack Cerrone. He was putting in public toilets up there. uh, And I saw the potential within Vinegar Hill. And I'm really heartened. And this article by Brendan Keane in the Enniscorthy Guardian would hearten anyone who would like to see developments there. What's happening, Amy?
1: Yeah, so it looks like some of the the potential, um, I suppose, it, potential tourist uh, the po- the possibilities there uh, are set to to, to be harnessed. Uh, this story by colleague, my colleague Brendan Keane Uh, is about uh, plans for the development of an interpretive centre at Vinegar Hill as part of a long-term plan for the site. Uh, So the aim of these works would be to promote Vinegar Hill to the highest level and to ensure that its historical significance is recognised and maintained, while also, I suppose, encouraging people to visit the site. Uh, So at the recent NSCourty Council meeting, the members were told some of the short-term measures outlined for the site, and they include uh, a number of things, uh, erecting heritage interpretive panels later this year, installing uh, pedestrian counters to gauge the current level of footfall and developing walking trails and signage there. Um, there was also some discussion uh, about larger plans, longer term plans uh, including the possibility of setting up an in- interpretive centre there um, and Director of Services Caroline Godkin said that it would be the Council's ambition to develop such a building over time um, so it's whether, whether that will the, uh, a full scale building and where the funding will come from remains to be seen but all this to say that big plans are in the pipeline for Vinegar Hill and I think this is welcome news for yeah.
0: people across the county. Having been there last year Amy one of the areas I think we'd have to look at is the entrance and exit in and out of it because that to me is a problem if there's a bus coming up it's a, it's a kind of a narrow entrance into it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's part of the uh, plans to look at the entrance in and out of it but certainly it's positive isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know in Brendan's article, like the accessibility to this site was definitely noted. So I imagine if it was noted, you know, that is is being looked at. Uh, I'm sure he'll be following this over the next few weeks and months anyway. Um, but positive overall to, to hear that it's it's in the it's in the pipeline and uh, that work is being done.
0: And that article is in this week's edition of the Anna Scorthy Guardian. Back now to the people, in fact, to all the uh, uh, prints this week. Um, Wexford actress Charlie Murphy is in the news again with a new Netflix uh, thriller, Obsession.
1: Yeah, so this is a great interview with Anna Scorthy-born actor Charlie Murphy, written by my colleague Maria Pepper, uh, in which Charlie speaks about her role in a new Netflix series, Obsession, Uh, This is a contemporary adaptation of a 1991 novel by Josephine Hart. Uh, So this four-part drama will be released on April 13th, which I think is next week, uh, and it centres on a dangerous, passionate and all-consuming affair between Anna Barton, which is uh, role-played by Murphy, and her fiancé's father, William, uh, a successful surgeon. And I suppose how this affair brings devastating consequences for the whole family Uh, While the original book and film were told from a male perspective, this version uh, was written by a woman, co-directed by a woman, and had a female intimacy coordinator on board. Uh, It also aimed to give at least equal weight to the female perspective of the story. Um, So in her interview, Charlie speaks about her experience of filming the modern version of the story, uh, particularly the intimate scenes and how empowering the experience was for her. Um, She praised the atmosphere and the, the safety net, as she puts it, provided by the director's and the coach for these scenes and said it has set a new standard for her in relation to the kind of work. So all of the details about this new series and what can be expected from it are in Maria's interview along with some great uh, yeah. uh, conversations and quotes from Charlie herself.
0: She's a shining light for young performers here in County Wexford, isn't she? I mean, she started here in County Wexford and now look at how her star shines. Well done to her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's great for people to see, You know, I suppose, her, her success and, and where she started from as well. So really looking forward to checking out that series.
0: Now, your own article that we're going to look at this week is the Ospreys. I heard Bronis uh, mention this on Southeast Radio News at 10. Ospreys soon to soar over Wexford by Amy Lewis. What's the background yeah. to your article this week in the Gory Guardian?
1: So- So the osprey uh, could soon be soaring over the skies uh, across Wexford as the National Parks and Wildlife Services recently revealed plans to reintroduce the bird in the southeast after a 250-year absence in Ireland. Uh, So the NPWS announced plans for an osprey reintroduction program, uh, which is a research-led initiative, uh, which will see 50 to 70 chicks brought to Ireland from Norway in the next five years. Uh, so in the initial stages, the project focus will be primarily in the southeast of Ireland, according to the NPWS. And the first of these chicks are due to arrive and be released this summer. And uh, so I spoke with Lorcan O'Toole of the Golden Eagle Trust, an organisation that has been doing a lot of work uh, looking at the feasibility of reintroducing the osprey here. And together with Wexford County Council, they have implemented measures to encourage the bird to naturally recolonise here and also engage with local communities. just to help, I suppose, to promote an understanding of the bird. Uh, so they, they've welcomed the MPWS project and while it hasn't been revealed exactly where these birds will be released, it is hoped that the measures and the groundwork that's been done already coupled with what Lorcan told me are ideal conditions in Wexford will see the birds breed and, and settle here over time.
0: And do you find when you start uh, investigating an article like that, Amy, you you get engrossed in it, uh, and as a result, can we take it that you will be following up on this story over the coming weeks and months?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it will be really interesting just to to see, even the, the groundwork. I know when you're reintroducing a species, like a lot of work has to go on in the background and lead up to it uh, to make sure that that everything is is ready for them to to go. So it'll be really interesting to to follow that um, and also just engage with local communities and hear how they feel about uh, this bird returning to the area so 100% uh, yeah. something of interest to myself as well So well,
0: I the, They're the main it. talking points that we're chatting about today but I can't let the moment go without referring back to the Hope and Dream 10 which took place in Enniscorthy on uh, Sunday and uh, to be fair to you you've come up with a wonderful uh, colour supplement this week to capture that and you have captured it and uh, it, it is really one of those remarkable days in the calendar and so important to this community and to this county the work of the Hope Centre
1: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's something I think we've talked about a bit before, Alan, that, you know, an issue that, that really affects most people in one way or another, they do fantastic work to support people. So it's really good to see people coming out to in turn support them and, and to, you know, help them to continue the, the incredible work that they're doing.
0: Finally Amy we started with the uh, debate over the eviction ending of the eviction ban which was one of the main uh, items we featured uh, this morning in our chat with you what, what are you getting on the ground in the gory area regarding this uh, is this likely to escalate do you think What's, what are you what are you hearing on the ground in north wexford
1: yeah well i suppose like i, I know that uh, that we've talked a bit about the figures and i suppose the extent of the issue but you know there's there's so many human stories behind them um and there, there has been a number of individuals and families who, who've come to us and i'm sure come to yourselves as well uh, to tell us i suppose the reality behind our situations and um, there, there really is a you know for, from a lot of people i suppose a lack of hope they're, they're exhausting all of their options here uh and you know when, when you have a deadline like an eviction looming as well that that doesn't help matters so i uh, Obviously, not the not the end of of our conversations or stories around this. Uh, we we'll continue to speak with anyone that that wishes to speak with us about their situation and, and continues to listen uh, and highlight the situations that they're in. But yes, it's it's a it's a grim situation for for many around the county uh, and indeed North Wexford.
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your view. Alan Corcoran.